You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to the Packernet Podcast. I am your host and resident panelist as always, Ryan Schlipp. Check us out online, packernet.com. Find me on Twitter, pack underscore data. Well, one thing that I've been, I've been late with everything, but I've come through. Um, We finally got laughing at the enemy. Another thing I said I was going to do is go back and watch the game specifically, though, Rather than a walkthrough, and I don't know, maybe we'll do that at some point, although we're doing a mini walkthrough today. Maybe we'll do mini walkthroughs this week. If you guys have ideas of other things you're curious about, um, let me know. We'll do another mini walkthrough. But this is going to be similar to what we've done with the play-by-plays, except we're not going to do every play. The big question, or I shouldn't even say it's its not even a question at this point. It's um, its just a... a, a truism, I guess, it's just something that everybody knows, is that the Bears defense did a fantastic job and that the Packers wide receivers weren't open. So I want to go through and look at every single passing play for the Green Bay Packers and just sort of detail what specifically happened. Um, I thought about charting it and trying to replay, relay that to you, but there's there's just no way. There's too much context and nuance and everything else. Just looking at the first play, right? Because um, the first thing I thought is, okay, w- were guys open, yes or no? Well, what about how many guys are open? Okay, how many guys are open? Uh, you know, one, zero, one, two, three, four. Uh, what about man or zone? Because there's a difference between, you know, if, if nobody's open but it's zone, that's more of a scheme problem, potentially. I mean, you, you could find the open spot or whatever, but, th- but that's more nuance. But, you know, whatever. And then if it's man, then your guy just can't be. But then, you know, it's kind of what if it's combo coverage? And then, well, okay, you know, some guys it's man, some guys it's a, okay, what about, you know, if Rodgers got the ball out of his hand in, in like a half a second? Well, of course, nobody got open on that play because they didn't even get through their progressions yet. So there's just way too much nuance and context to just put something in an Excel spreadsheet and then go through the spreadsheet with you. Because it's not going to mean anything. So we're going to go play by play. And I'm just going to try to relay, again, as best as I can, what exactly is going on in each of these plays. Um, I don't know if that'll take up an entire episode. We will see. If not, we'll do something else. No big deal. No needs to, f- to freak out, man. 
Why don't you just relax, psycho? By the way, uh, why don't we actually start with this? Vikings, Lions. I don't know. To, to this day, to this day, it's been not even 24 hours. Uh, still, to this point, I don't know how to feel about that game. I'm happy Detroit won. I was rooting for Detroit. But I can't get over the feeling that Detroit is the scariest team in the NFL. That's not to say they're the best right now today, although I can't necessarily disprove that. But they are the scariest team in the NFL because I can tell you right now that they have a massive amount of deficiencies still. I shouldn't even say deficiencies. That's unfair. Guys are playing good football right now. But they have a lot of talent that can be upgraded because there are guys that are playing good football that don't have the upside nearly the upside that a lot of guys that the Lions could go and acquire do have. As I've said a thousand times, the Lions are the exact opposite of the Packers. Could you imagine if Eric Stokes, Razul Douglas, and Jair Alexander were their corners? Because all three of those guys are better than the corners that the Lions currently have. Can you imagine if Rashawn Gary played there or Kenny Clark played there? Or Adrian Amos played there, who's better than all their safeties. Kenny is is a more talented football player than any of their defensive tackles. Rashawn Gary is a much more gifted pass rusher than anybody they have, although Aiden had a heck of a day yesterday. Could you imagine if Aaron Rodgers was their quarterback? Or if they had Christian Watson, although they may. (laughs) Jameson uh, didn't necessarily have a... uh, I was was kind of, I shouldn't say hoping, but... um, when I watched the the replay of that, because I didn't see it live, I just missed it. I heard it was a deep shot, and I, I really thought it was going to be him screaming down the field, and it really wasn't. It was more about, um, you know, he was just kind of wide open, right? Um, I'm pushing too many buttons here. I just lost my football game. I had it all. What the heck did I push? Stuff blasting in my ears. Give me the Packer game back. Anyways, he, he was kind of just, would you shut up? He was kind of just wide open, and he's kind of just standing there. Because it was just a bad throw. Uh, it was a blown coverage is what it was. But, um, I mean, they don't have Aaron Jones. They don't. I mean, Swift, Swift is talented. But as I said, he's, he's really a one-trick pony. As a pure runner or as a pure receiver, he's not very good. What he's very, very good at is basically yards after the catch. Or, you know, yards above expected. Making guys miss. He's super elusive. But just a between-the-tackles runner or a down-the-field receiver is not very good. We've gone over that. I took almost an entire episode covering that. Aaron Jones is a significantly better runner and receiver. And I, don't, I honestly don't know if they have a – I mean, Jamal is having a heck of a year. But you know what I think about touchdowns in particular. And that's not to say he's just touchdowns, but if you remove the touchdowns, I don't know if I'm really willing to say that, well, we know that Jamal's better than Dylan now because of one year. What about last year? Well, that, that year doesn't count. But every other year ever that we've seen Jamal, well, that doesn't count. And, and again, if we're just talking about talent, because, yeah, that's the whole point. The Lions guys are playing well above their abilities, and the Packers guys are playing well below theirs. Is Jamal Williams as gifted of a runner as A.J. Dillon? Not by a mile. He's not as big, he's not as strong, he's not as fast. So the point is, I mean, if there was ever a case study for the importance of, what do you even call it? I don't want to just say heart, but but I mean, more or less just getting the best out of your guys, you know? 
I mean, I can't say it's the most important thing, obviously, because I don't think the Lions, even at this 150% pace that they're putting out right now, um, I don't think that they're going to do anything, for example, in the playoffs, but I also don't think they're super far off. The Lions right now playing at their absolute best, they might not be as... And, and granted, they're not as good as the Chiefs at their best and the Bills at their best, but the Bills at what they are and the Chiefs at what they are and every other team at what they are, how many teams do we know for sure? I mean, the Titans? Are the Titans for sure? But no. The Titans get smoked by the Lions right now. So, you know, it 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 might be... You know, outside of, you know, you look at which position is the most important and which this, that. In, in terms of components, it might be one of the most important components. And then, and then on top of that, you need to layer some, some actual talent. But you look at the Packers and the Lions and tell me that, that this component isn't the most important thing. All the talent in the world means absolutely zero when your players aren't playing at a... At a, at a even functional level and a roster devoid of any real, with the exception of a couple people, any real premier talent can do what they're doing right now just because they have this component. It's crazy. I want to add one more thing because I don't have a ton to say about it, but I just, I saw it and I thought it was interesting. Plus, I can't read it because I don't have a subscription there anymore because I just don't care. But um, one of the pay sites had some kind of an article that said Christian Watson has single-handedly changed, and then I couldn't even read the rest. But I'm assuming it's changed the the offense. The The thought that immediately popped into my head was Stephon Diggs. Stephon Diggs radically transformed the Buffalo Bills. He started by radically transforming Josh Allen, which in turn transformed the entire offense. Because you go from having a you know, no real talent anywhere to a premier wide receiver and quarterback. And by the way, Stephon Diggs has gotten better since he's gotten there because they just complement each other. And I think in the same way that's happened in Green Bay, he has sort of unleashed Rodgers in a way, not to say that Rodgers is playing at a high level. He's still struggling with the thumb and the decisions and all that stuff. But clearly Rodgers has improved just by virtue of Christian Watson getting there. But he's also unlocked the offense. He's 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 given more space to the offense and and more dimensions to the offense. So I think that's another uh, thing to be explored when you look at number one, how much the defense has gone to zero with Rashawn Gary leaving. How much the offense has massively improved with Christian Watt. I mean that's that's an episode in and of itself. In fact, I I do think maybe tomorrow we're going to kind of dig into. Um, sort of the contrast between what our defense has done. We've already looked at the quarterbacks, right? Um, what they've been able to do to our defense, but I'm sure there's a lot more. So we'll look at that. Christian Watson, what he's done to the offense. Rashawn Gary, what's happened to the defense. And again, I'm sure that's happened um, across the league. I also have to, uh, I should leave it alone, but I, I have to assume that can't just be any old body. And it's not just talent. I, I think talent and and potentially key position, but also what's key to your specific needs on a team. The the, the Packers and, and their scheme in particular, but I think most teams, as I've been saying, that the, the constant desire for speed has been evident. And so it's not surprising that without it they can't win and with it they they obviously can. Same goes for defense and pass rusher, which I think is a sort of a universal one. Um 
you know, there are some specific, like I said, the, the, uh, the patent scheme needs that defensive tackle. I think every scheme needs a really needs a pass rusher period. I mean, if, if you have a really good one, that makes you really good. If you don't have any, that makes you kind of suck. And we went from really good to suck with one guy. Cause he's that freaking good. But anyways, so let's get started. Um, I am going to kind of chart this as we go, just for the sake of being able to go back and recap it. Um, but first play, right out of the gate, um, and, and I may expand this. This I'm trying to keep it simplistic, but for right now, how many guys were open, was it complete, and why? And obviously, if the answer to the first question is zero, we skip to the last question, which is why. Well, maybe not. Maybe it you know, could still be completed, I guess. So we'll, we'll, we'll still do completed, yes or no, and then why. But rather than why, because nobody was open, why was nobody open? If we can answer it, I don't know. It could just be, I don't know, freaking because. But first play right out of the gate, they're obviously trying to run some shorter stuff. Um, and as best as I can tell, there are three wide receivers that come open right out of the gate. It looks like, is this A.J. Dillon um, running a quick out or a speed out or whatever you call it? But the Bears are playing really far off. You got the furthest wide receiver who's running up. I don't even know what his route is going to be because I haven't gotten that far yet. I paused it. I went back and, and rewatched it, but I don't remember. But the point is, is just to kind of keep people back so that A.J. Dillon can come in underneath to the sideline. Is he open? Yes, he is. Is Rodgers looking that way? Yes, he is. But he decides to continue going through his progressions, comes off the right side, looks kind of middle. He also had somebody on the right side, not sure who, doesn't matter, kind of running a similar route. He also would have been open. None of these are really big gains. Uh, Dillon actually might have been if he'd have given it to him. And actually, you know who it was is Christian Watson. And Watson was blocking down the field. I, the ball's probably out. He just laid somebody out. Um, actually, this Dylan pass would have been pretty big, I think, if he'd have just given it to him. Because Watson just laid one guy out, and the guy that's covering Watson is obviously covering Watson. Um, so that would have been a big play. Uh, the guy to the other side probably wouldn't have gotten much, if anything, one or two yards, but still it would have been a completion. But he turns and looks at Mercedes Lewis, makes the decision. I think, if I had to guess, he made that decision before the snap that he was going to throw to Mercedes Lewis. Lewis isn't really open. He's got about a yard or two of separation, but Rodgers is able to fit the ball in there before the defender can get there, which, again, is why I don't understand this whole, oh, there's a guy there he could have got there. Bro, this guy is standing two yards away from Mercedes Lewis. Rodgers cocks his arm and throws it, and he can't get there in time. But um, it's really weird because the pass is just way off. And it's Mercedes Lewis, so the the option of sort of diving and catching, not really an option. So how many guys were open? I guess we'll call it three, because I wouldn't have said Mercedes is open, but he threw it to him, and he could have caught it. So I'm going to call it three guys were open. Why wasn't it caught? Bad pass. I will say this, though. When you look at the end zone, um, Cam, you could certainly classify that as a drop. It looked further outside from the other view. From this one, it looks like it went through his hands. Um, I don't know. You're still asking a lot of Mercedes Lewis to be able to contort his body in that way. Maybe that's where Rodgers wanted it to be, but I don't think Mercedes necessarily had the capacity to contort his body that way quickly enough. I mean, I I don't even know if it went through his hands. I mean, it, it was behind his hands by the time his hands got to where they were supposed to be, so it appears as though they went through it. I don't know. I don't know. We'll call it bad pass slash drop. I, who cares? It, that's that's essentially what happened. But again, you would also factor in, I would say, bad decision. His first read was the right read, but again, you kind of get that impression. I don't think he ever was going that way. When he looks left, sees an open guy and is like, nah, and then turns right and throws, 
you get the impression he was kind of just looking off so that he could use that whole timing thing. And then, boom, I'm going to turn around and Mercedes is going to be there and we're going to crush it. Which is stupid because that would have been like a two-yard gain. But anyways, the other annoying thing is it certainly felt like that first read was the main read. The fact that you had, first of all, it worked really well. It was a good offensive call. And second of all, you, you had a play designed to that side with a built-in blocker. Everything else is just kind of routes and they're all to the other side of the field. It just really feels like the play was over there and... Rogers saw it, and he was open, and everything was ready, and Rogers like, nah, screw this, I'm going over here. I'm going to throw to this guy for two yards, who's, who's covered and cannot get any more yards than this. This, this is just sort of the general dysfunction of, like, what, what are we doing? What, what is this? This doesn't make any sense. This, this, is, this is what we're supposed to do? This was the, the big goal on the first play of the game is a two-yard completion to Mercedes Lewis. I mean, maybe, maybe Rodgers thought that be, you know Mercedes would slip out and nobody would expect it. No, boy, he'd be wide open, except for the fact that his route is to run to the middle of the field and stand there. You don't think a linebacker is going to be somewhere in the area? I don't know. Next play is a screen. I think I'm just going to leave those out. I'm not going to worry about it because it's, it's just a different kind of thing. And it's going to kind of muddle the overall picture of what we're really talking about, which is guys running down the field and not being able to get open. Next play, again, is kind of a scheme. It's basically a screen. I don't know. Maybe I will add the last one and call it a screen, because then I can add this one too. It's, it's not a screen, but it, it's pretty close to being a wide receiver screen. In this instance, we throw a quick pass, which was, a, it was designed from the very moment, from, from the inception. And um, yes, he's open, and no, he doesn't get any yards. But answering the specific question of was somebody open, yes. So three pass plays so far. Three guys are open, one guy's open, one guy's open. We haven't seen a play yet. Although, again, we've only run three pass plays, and all three pass plays are meant to be quick hitters. We haven't even tried to get down the field yet. All right, first uh, pass play on the next drive is an absolute cluster. So they're they're running a boot to the right. So, I mean, we're, we're getting... Uh, we're getting pretty cute for I mean, we're, we're playing like we're scared of the bears which is weird right but whatever i think you get sort of that three levels concept or whatever you boot to the right you got deguara coming across the formation he's going to be he is open but it's another one where he could dump it and probably get no yards i'm guessing that's sanborn in coverage as soon as he catches it he's probably you know maybe a yard or something so rogers understandably is like nah we're not doing that um then I think we have Cobb, who's coming across from the left to the right, and it looks like his shoe came off and he fell, or his shoe got stepped on, or he just got tackled and something else fell off him. I'm not entirely sure what happened there, but he's on his face. And then you have Christian, who's kind of running, I think you'd call it a sail. He's to the right side of the formation. He's going to kind of run up and kind of curl it out to the outside. It's such a weird, it, again, it's the, the all 22 is nice so you can see down the field, but you can't really see what exactly is going on. The quality is garbage. But just something about it seems weird. It just seems like there's an invisible force in his way, which leads me to believe he's being grabbed all the way down there. And as soon as this play is over, Christian turns around and he's looking at the refs like, where's the flag? And considering this entire game, they've been grabbing our receivers and none of those were called. I think that's it. To be honest, if I had to venture a guess in terms of maybe what happened in this game, I don't know that our guys were necessarily not getting open as much as our guys were getting grabbed the entire game. And it's really hard to get open when they're just grabbing you and holding you. Because again, I, I've seen Watson speed. And the thing is that the defender is to the outside. He's trying to get to the outs to he, the defender is to the inside. He's trying to get to the outside. 
And again, it just seems like he should... The, the, let me give you a precise p- picture. The defender is to the left and behind Christian Watson. The safety is way to his left and uh, about you know 10-ish yards deep. Watson is going to run up and out. There should be zero resistance, and with his speed, there's no reason why he shouldn't be able to get down there and get open. And I understand why Rodgers wouldn't throw it. This is a perfect position that he's looking at. Watson should have plenty of open space to get down the field and to get open to an open area of the field. There's no defenders out to where he's going to be running. Now, it's possible Watson ran it a little too flat and the defender was able to come underneath and it's almost like Watson's trying to get down. I don't know. I don't know. But then Rodgers just kind of sails it over his head. I don't know if that's because that's where uh, Watson was supposed to be or the guy's not open, so he tried to give him a 50-50 ball and it was a little too tall. I don't know, but it just looks weird. So we got Randall Cobb, I think it was, falling down, getting tackled, shoe fell off, shoe stepped on, I don't know. And then Watson, pretty sure he's getting grabbed and is not able to get open down the field. And then, again, it just looks weird all the way across the board. I don't know how to even chart that. Was anybody open? No. Why? Um... Falling down, grabbing, wrong route-ish thing, maybe? Question marks for all of them? I'm just going to call it fall grab. Next play, and I, I tell you what, man. You know, the funny thing about defense is sometimes you watch it, and it's like, I don't know what you could have done to possibly stop that. And then sometimes you watch defense, and it's like, I don't know why everybody doesn't just do this, because there's nowhere for anybody to go. But they're playing mostly zone. It looks like Watson kind of gets deep, and they're going to have to run with him. It's the only place where it looks like, man, everything underneath is zone. And open is, is, is tough because we have two guys staying short, running, you know, little curls or whatever you call them. And they're in an open zone. And there's defenders standing right there. Can you throw it? Yes. Will it be completed? Yes. Are you going to get any yards? Maybe four on second and 10, which is an option. The defense is sort of conceding it. However, this is actually a deeper pass. It looks like to Samori Ture. It doesn't really matter who it is, but did Ture have a catch in this game? I don't know. Um, the hard thing is, if Rodgers doesn't throw this, I would probably say nobody was open. Not that he doesn't, I mean, it's not that because he has guys around him. He really doesn't, but the window that Rodgers has to throw it to is between two defenders. And Rodgers launches it between two defenders and hits the receiver. So, in reality, it was a good play call, and they did scheme a guy open, right? They found an open spot in the zone, but it's just the Bears seem to be doing a really good job of making sure that there isn't much space to work with. So if I was a, a Bears fan looking at this, you could easily see why a Bears fan breaking down the film or whatever would look at this and say, you know, nobody was open, but Rodgers just, just snuck it in there because he's Rodgers and he's crazy, but the defense still did a great job. Or you could be sort of a pro-Packers anti-Bears stance and say, technically, we had three guys open. Rodgers hit the guy furthest down the field. And that sort of works against the narrative that the Bears defense was so good and our receivers couldn't get open. And by the way, the, the whole thing with our receivers can't get open, there's nothing athletic or having to do with route running that would have improved anything in this play. Devontae Adams couldn't have done anything better than any of these guys are doing. There's no fancy footwork involved here. The Bears aren't even really trying to cover you in in man or anything like that, right? You got two guys running curl routes. Oh man, Devontae would have just smoked that curl route. What does that even mean? 
go stand over there in that spot, and if I throw it to you, catch it, and then just go down because you're going to get tackled right away. Watson running deep is is not open, but he's carrying that corner and the safety with him, which is clearing out some space underneath, which is where they ended up attacking. Was he open? No, but he wasn't really intended to be. This is This is where the whole discussion of, you know, guys that can get open is way too black and white and basic. Don't get me wrong. There there are a lot of times when Devontae can do magical things, right? For example, even when he's not open, you can throw it to him and he'll catch it. The body contorting, so you can throw back shoulder, you can throw it kind of away from him and he'll be able to catch it, all those kinds of things. If it's man coverage, getting off the line and being able to get open instantly, there's a lot of things that you can do with Devontae because of his special abilities. But on a play like this, if the ball doesn't get thrown, and if we surmise that nobody was open, it would be a wrong assumption to say that it's because we don't have talented enough wide receivers and the Bears defenders are doing such a good job. The Bears defenders, for the most part, are just standing there. They're not doing anything. They're in zone defense. They're standing in their areas. The only guys that are really even moving are the corner and safety that are sprinting to keep up with Watson. So again, that sort of basic black and white language doesn't really apply here. It's a play call versus a play call, and then it comes down to execution, right? It's a good play call by the Bears, but it can work as far as what the Packers are doing as long as you execute. Rodgers and the receiver executed, and so we win. It's not a skill thing in terms of route running and speed and all that stuff. It just comes down to execution. Just do your job. You don't need to have a high level of skill to execute it. You just need to execute it. Does that make sense? That was what this play was. The Packers executed I can't even say the Bears didn't. They did exactly what they were supposed to do. Nothing better they could have done, in my opinion. So again, the charting is is borderline becoming useless, and I might abandon it pretty soon, because again, if I put three receivers open, um, was it complete? Yes. Does that give you a picture of what I've just described to you? Not really. But I'll do it anyways, just because I'm going to regret it if I don't have some kind of a picture at the end of this to refer back to. But I'm just going to put three open, complete yes, Y execution. No, that was Lazard. That makes more sense. I thought it was 83, but it's just 13. And I'll tell you what, I think I'm going to change it from, I don't know, I'll I'll call it execution slash scheme. Because again, when you look at it from the other angle, you can see how wide the linebackers are. It's funny how much thought goes into this stuff that you don't really realize until you look at it and go, I bet that's on purpose. So again, remember, they're in zone. The Packers know they're in zone or at least suspect they will be, right? On this play, remember I told you there's two guys running these little quick little curl routes. They are to the outside, one to the right, one to the left. There's two linebackers on the inside. Those two linebackers are stretched laterally. Why? Because they're accounting for those two guys. Each of our receivers is sort of sandwiched. You've got one linebacker and then the corner that are just to the sides of of our receiver. That leaves a pretty wide gap. I I said it was a tight gap. When you look at it from the other side, it was a pretty wide gap. That's why I would kind of dial back the execution and up the scheme. By stretching those two linebackers out, it creates a gap in the middle. Lazard runs right through the middle, in between the safeties and the linebackers, in between meaning horizontally, and also in between laterally. And again, we've got the deep route who is stretching the safeties back. You've got the two little curl routes that are stretching them wide which creates space for Lazard to run right in the middle of the field and Rodgers to hit that. So I'm going to call that scheme slash... I'm not, I'm not even going to call it execution. There's nothing wrong with the execution, but it, I mean, it, was a, it was designed to go to one guy. 
That guy was open. Rodgers threw it. And again, the window wasn't that narrow. It was actually quite wide. Everything I said prior to this, though, still applies to some plays. And even this play, whether it's scheme or execution or whatever, not a talent thing. It's just a do-your-job thing. The next uh, pass play, and, and part of the issue that I'm starting to think that, you know, when, when, for example, Bears fans or Packer fans or whatever saying nobody was open in this game, you look at plays like the next one and say they're, they're constantly just checking it down and throwing the, the underneath guy. The, the throw, again, is, is this Dylan or, or Jones? Yeah, it's Dylan. The, the, the funny thing is, if you look at some of these receivers, by the way, Christian Watson wide open on this play. Now, I'm not blaming Rodgers for that because the play was designed to go to the left. I think it's one of those things where he probably had the option to peak that way if he decided to. Kind of wish he would have because he had an option. The Bears are actually playing a weird kind of coverage where the corner was going to pass it off to the safety, but he decided to pass off like immediately. In other words, he wasn't even going to try to run with them, and the safety was way too far away. I'm sure if you asked Kurt Bankert, he would have said, oh, the safety would have picked that off. But um, the reality is that absolutely could have been thrown and caught for a big gain. I'm still bitter about that. Two inches of separation is open. 15 yards of separation definitely would have been picked. But I'm watching these guys run routes and everything just looks kind of awkward. And then you realize, I think everybody's job is to just sort of clear out from underneath because it's a fake handoff, call it a play action. I'm going to call it a fake handoff to Dylan. And so everybody bites up on the run. And then when they see it's not a run, they bail because there's guys running behind them. Well, good. We want them to bail because Dylan's actually going to slide out and, and catch a pass. Now, is it true, and part of the reason I can't see who these guys are is because the sun in Chicago is bleaching out their jerseys, so I can't really see the numbers. But it's not Watson, so presumably Lazard and Cobb, maybe. They aren't really trying to do much of anything other than to clear out an area for A.J. Dillon underneath. So again, this is where that black and white narrative of, well, nobody was open. Rodgers is looking down the field, and he has to check it down to Dillon. He didn't check it down. This was the play. This was the play design. It was always supposed to go to Dylan. There was no other option aside from, again, Christian Watson, which, considering how long it takes to develop, I can't help but think you sh- what you should do, not trying to tell Rodgers how to do his job, but you do a play action. So you hand it off. Nope, I'm keeping it. Your eyes go to the right. You look to Christian Watson. Then it goes to the left to look to Dylan. The whole point being, not only are you selling the fake to the left, but if he happens to be open, you can throw it. In this case, he is, and you could have thrown it. Instead, Rodgers fakes the handoff and stares at the back of Dylan's head, which really kind of hurts the whole faking this thing. I mean, maybe he's just looking to the left to try to sell the the other guys, you know, that are running to clear out. So, oh, no, they, they have to bail. I know it's good. To, but wouldn't it make more sense, considering they're not actually running route, to look right, see if he's open? If not, you look back left, dump it off to Dylan. It's a minor thing, but again, it would have been a pretty big completion to Watson. Anyways, he does dump it off to Dylan. That was the play design. That's where it went. That's who caught it. And there's a ridiculous amount of space underneath for Dylan to work with because everybody underneath was chasing the wide receivers because they completely left Dylan unaccounted for. It's one of the other perks of playing zone defense. Nobody was in man coverage with the running back. So from their standpoint, they're just trying to stay back enough to account for the guys running behind them, which causes problems underneath. And presumably, if they didn't back up, well, then you got the other guys who are running their sort of routes, but I I mean, it's not a whole lot of effort on their part. And maybe it's just because they can see they're being followed, so they're like, all right, just throw it underneath. I'm just going to, oh, look at me. I'm running my route. It's crazy. I don't know. But anyways, was somebody open? Yes. How many? Two. 
Was it completed? Yes. Why? Scheme. So just for the record, and granted, a lot of these are schemey type of things, but we're talking, um, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six different plays so far. One of them had nobody open. And again, it was largely because one guy fell and one guy was being grabbed. Just an update so far. The next play, we're down at the goal line. And once again, it seems to me that this is a very scheme-based play to get Christian Watson open coming across the middle. When I first watched this, I thought, man, the Bears are doing a great... I mean, this is just a great play call because they've got four zone defenders just standing in the middle of the field. we got three guys coming across the middle, so nobody's going to be open. And then the two guys we actually have sort of attacking the boundary, getting into the end zone and whatnot, they've got guys running with them. So in that case, it's man. So in the area where we could beat man, they're playing zone. In the area where we can attack zone, they're playing man. We're in a lot of trouble here. Well, not so fast, because as this play developed, as I said, there's three guys coming across the middle. The two guys push upward, which pushes the zone defenders back. Christian Watson comes open across the middle. Problem is, by that point, Rodgers is already about 10 steps into him breaking the pocket. So is there a guy open, the guy that they plan to be open, Christian Watson? The answer effectively is yes. However, I will say if Rodgers doesn't break the pocket, I'm not positive if Watson would have been open. The furthest zone defender to where Christian Watson is running kind of bails from his spot. I'm not positive he does that if Rodgers doesn't bail, which means I don't know if Christian Watson would have necessarily been open. If he does, then he is. I'm not sure. And maybe he beats him to the edge anyways. I, it's, it's really hard to tell. The other question then is, is there pressure? And if so, did Rodgers handle it properly? Um, there is pressure. The somewhat frustration I have is sort of, I guess, twofold. The pressure is such that he could just step up in the pocket. I believe it's Josh Myers that gets beat. However, he turns around and he pushes him straight into the ground. Rodgers does what he always does, and he's very good at it, which is break the pocket. The, the, the only issue I have with him breaking the pocket is that he's running to his left. The play design is to the right. There is one guy, Lazard, to the left. So his thought process is, and it's understandable, I don't know for sure if I step up that I'm going to be okay. There's essentially two guys closing in behind me, so I'm going to bail. There's nothing but green grass out there. I'm going to give this a shot. So he bails to where the green grass is. Now it's one-on-one with Lazard. Is he open? The answer is absolutely not. And again, the issue with it is you've got four receivers to the right, one to the left, and he bailed. Now, the main problem is pressure. The main problem is Josh Myers getting beat. After that, it was pretty useless. Now, the, the only other thing that you could say here is that when he bailed to his left, all the defenders followed him. Christian Watson ended up wide open. So if he would have planted his feet and just looked to his right, he could have seen Christian Watson basically standing, waving his arms in the end zone. But he locked into the one receiver on that side, the left side, and he's just not able to get open. So Rodgers Rogers tucks it and run. So again, just based on the narrative, the defense shut down our receivers. Mm, kind of. That was more of a pass rush issue. I don't know how that play develops if there wasn't a pass rush. So the problem, essentially, is Josh Myers on that play. Now, other things could have happened. Again, maybe if he steps up, I think he probably gets sacked, to be honest, because I think A.J. Dillon had a block to his left that he kind of lost after about a second. So Rodgers probably was right to break the pocket. But again, the, the issue is nobody's over there. I thought there's anything Rodgers can do about it. I'm just saying that's the problem with allowing this play to break down. He has to go to his left and nobody's to his left. 
The only other additional thing that you could say is, again, if he looks back to his right to where it was supposed to be, just glances, because it's several seconds of kind of running and watching and looking and da-da-da-da-da. The result of the play is he kind of tucks it and runs and gets a couple yards, which is fine, but that's, I, I guess, the issue. So the, the problem I'm having is, was anybody open? I guess the answer is yes. Uh, while he was going to his left, we had a guy wide open, basically standing in the end zone. He was a little bit outside of it, but he could have taken a couple steps forward, been in the end zone, still been open. But I don't know. How much blame can you put on Rodgers for saying, hey, why don't you, while you're running to your left, take a peek back to the other side, see if anybody's open? I don't know. But was somebody open? Yes. One guy's open, not complete. Why? Pressure. Surprised this is 35 minutes in already. I guess that was because of my previous thing, but we probably need to speed this up. Uh, why don't we take a break, though? Patreon.com forward slash pack underscore daddy if you'd like to support the podcast. Please consider giving to Fertile Ground Ranch Discipleship Ministry at FertileGroundRanchDiscipleshipMinistry.org. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now, introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy Slab Packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son, and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. So the next passing play, they are down into the uh, red zone. And again, the nuance makes this hard to kind of just give a black and white answer to. Now, you can definitively say the Bears did a good job of, of covering all of this up. That is with one exception. And, and here's the other problem. When I say somebody's open, or, or let's say when, when, when you say that somebody's open, does that mean somebody was open? 
for any period of time at any point in the play because the Bears covered one, two, three, four out of five receivers 100% of the play. Randall Cobb was open for about 50% of the play, maybe a little less, 40, 35, I don't know. The hard part is, what do you do with information like that? Because that's what happened. Now, if you know the intention of the play and, and the progressions and all that stuff, you can definitively say, well, Rodgers should have been looking here, there, or the otherwise, but I have no idea. I will say, although it's really hard to see where Rodgers' eyes are, let me just walk through what it appears Rodgers is doing. Number one, he has once again predetermined exactly where the ball is going to go. As soon as the ball is snapped, he stares at the back of Alan Lazard's head and waits and waits and waits and waits and waits. Lazard kind of gets into the defender's chest and goes out and Rodgers realizes, okay, that ain't it. So then he tries to hit his check down immediately in front of him, Dylan, and Dylan's not open. You can see him do a little pump fake like, ah, nope, that ain't it. So then he steps back and he looks to his right. As soon as he looks to his right, Randall Cobb is open for a touchdown. Rodgers doesn't throw it. He hesitates. And then he kind of does a little pump fake thing. And then there's a little bit of pressure and he's like, ah, I'm just going to run. He doesn't have to. He could still throw it. He doesn't. He does this big looping thing again, running to the left side. Again, I mean, this time there's people over there, but there's as many defenders plus one as there are receivers, all crammed into the left side of the end zone. That's as, as, as best as I can see it. Rodgers stares down Lazard. Lazard doesn't get open. His plan was, I'm going to stare down Lazard and hope that he comes open. If he doesn't, I'm going to check it down to Dylan. Lazard didn't get open. Dylan wasn't open. He freaked out. He glances to his right. He's got Randall Cobb wide open for a touchdown. And he's like, ah, I don't know, there's a guy here, and I'm kind of freaking out. Does a pump fake. Guy gets a little closer, and he's like, oh, I'm going to bail. I'm running. I don't know. If you have access to it, go watch it and tell me I'm wrong. That's what it appears to be to me. Now, from the end zone view, I, I can pose another theory. He was never actually looking to his right. He was staring at the defender that was getting in between our two offensive linemen, staring into his eyeballs and thought, oh, shoot, and then sort of panicked and ran away. I don't know. Hard to tell exactly where his eyes are. But had his eyes just kind of glanced up and seen Randall Cobb exactly where his head is pointed, because I can see where his head is pointed, it's a line, there's a little white stripe on the top of his helmet. You can line that bad boy right up. It's pointed right at Randall Cobb. Now, again, you can find dozens of times that Aaron Rodgers will stand in the pocket, take a hit, and deliver a strike. But for every time that he does that, you got to play like this, where he sees a defender and says, oh, shoot. And, and I, I'm not even necessarily saying it's fear. Rodgers just always has this thing that where I can make a play. I'm going to scramble around. I'm going to make a play. This is kind of the, the issue I've said with mobile quarterbacks. They've always got that thing in the back of their head that says, oh, I can, I can always do something with my leg. And it always steals away from plays where there's, there's, there's a play to be made with your arm. But you've already turned that off and said, you know what? Things are breaking down. I'm going to the legs. I don't know. But Randall Cobb was open. Rodgers appeared to be looking at him. We can call it a problem with pressure, I guess. Let me see how long this play's been going on. That was almost four seconds. So I can't really blame the offensive line necessarily. The best I can come up with, man. Was it a bad call and the guys that were supposed to be open weren't? Did Lazard do a bad job of running some kind of a route? I don't know what else he could have done. I mean, he just ran into the guy and then turned. I, I, I don't know. Should Dylan have come a little bit more flat? I don't think so. I mean, the defender's right there. Should the blockers been able to hold for an additional second? Eh, maybe. What I do know is Rodgers had the time and the ability to see the open guy. This is, by the way, this is two plays in a row. We had a guy wide open for a touchdown. I can excuse the fact that he was, had pressure the one time and didn't decide to look back across the other side of the field. It's definitely something he's done in the past, but he didn't do this time. But I'll, uh, you can excuse that. This one, 
I don't see the reason to excuse it. Randall Cobb ran a route. He was open. Rodgers was looking at him. Next play comes on the next series, which was on a uh, fumble recovery, running play action. Again, I, I really don't think there's a lot of reads here. You got Lazard coming across underneath um, Christian Watson. He just got to beat his guy, and he does, and it's caught. Is he open? Barely, but open enough. Two plays later, there are two players running routes, Lazard and Watson. Lazard essentially runs wide open. He's staring down Watson even as he's in the midst of hand fighting with a guy. See, <laughs> Watson does eventually come open. Here, here, here let, let me paint this for you. So Watson's running around. I don't know what the heck you call it. Kind of runs to the outside, fakes to the outside, whatever, and then cuts back inside. The Chicago Bears guys are being unbelievably physical. So he has to pull his arms off. Of so it's taking a long time. There's a lot of fighting. The whole time, again, remember, two receivers. The whole time, Rodgers is looking at Watson going, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Watson finally peels himself off, comes to the inside, and he's the open yes. But according to the old stopwatch, it took 3.89 seconds for him to come open. Now, there is play action and all that stuff, so it's not like he was waiting for 3.89 seconds staring at him, but almost. If he would just glance at the only other receiver on the field, he would see Lazard running wide open. And I'm talking basically walk-in touchdown. So is this great coverage? No, there's two receivers and they're both open. But the, the thing is, they're playing zone, so a lot of them are just kind of standing around. Two guys up close to the line of scrimmage, none of our guys are there. You got the two linebackers, they're too shallow, so it doesn't really matter. But what happens at 3.85 seconds prior to, and to be completely honest, I was going to say the pressure came is what happened. That was the answer to that question. The problem is, though, he actually was free. I mean, he could have thrown it. If he really, really was so determined to throw to Christian, he could have thrown it. Is there a defender in his face? Yes. He decides not to. He bails from the pocket. What does he do? He bails and then he runs to the right side of the field, away from where Lazard is running wide open. Also away from where Christian is running, because remember, he is breaking to the inside of the field. So when Rodgers does that, Christian sees it, and he bails back to the outside, which isn't terrible, because you got the safety too far inside and the corner too far inside. And guess what? Christian's open again. Rodgers decides he doesn't want to throw it to him, and he airmails it over his head. So he has Lazard open, doesn't throw it. Has Christian open, doesn't throw it. Bails to the right. Christian does a great job of doubling back. Gets, from what I can tell, open. If he just throws it to the sideline, Christian will be there. He could has a chance of catching it. But he says, nah, forget that, and just launches it over everybody. And then Rodgers throws his hands up at the refs like, come on, man, he's being grabbed. Which, to be fair, that's entirely true. He was being grabbed. That's why he couldn't come out of his route, right? So 100%, there is reason to be upset that these guys are not being allowed to run their routes. At the same time, Rodgers had three different opportunities. Didn't look at the one didn't throw to Christian, decided to bail out, and then didn't throw to Christian again. Also, never at any point looked back at Lazard, who I don't think at any point was ever covered. Just kind of stood there. I'm going to stop charting this. I don't care. We're just going to run through this. And again, the frustration is, I'm watching this going, man, nobody's open, and Bears fans are going, dude, our defense is so good. It's annoying, because that's not what I'm watching. Next play, Roger stares down Watson, decides to try to throw him a back shoulder or something. I don't really know what he's doing and basically just throws it out of bounds. Was somebody open? Yes, Randall Cobb was open in the middle of the field, but the ball was already out to Christian. Was he under duress? Did he need to throw it really quickly? No, he just decided Christian's the only guy I'm going to look at and whether he's open or not, I'm throwing it to him. Now, if you watch the play to the end, Christian looks like he's upset with himself. Like, oh man, I should have known, like back shoulder, whatever. Probably right? If, if that's Devontae, that's probably caught. Boom, unstoppable. Here's the point. 
This isn't Devontae Adams. We don't have Devontae anymore. We need to stop playing like we have Devontae. Randall Cobb is open in the middle of the field for a first down. He's two yards past the yard marker, past the sticks. That was third down. It was like third and eight. Randall Cobb was open two yards past the sticks. Wide open, right in between the zones. Rodgers is trying to do Devontae stuff to Christian. And listen, hey, great. It's a learning thing for Christian down down the line. That'll be good for him. But I don't know why we have to do that in this game. If we're up by 40 on the Bears, hey, who cares, man? Let's just start throwing crazy stuff, see how it goes. Let's, let's, let's work on this in practice because this is basically practice. This isn't practice. This is Packers-Bears. Then on fourth and eight, we decide to go for it. And on this play, as far as I can tell, nobody is open. This is the play he takes a shot to Randall, and it just looks weird. Like Randall didn't see it until the last second and then contorts his body, trying to twist backwards into a pretzel to try to catch it, but he wasn't open anyways. I don't know. Did the Bears' defense do anything necessarily fantastic? Not really. They're they're just in zone defense. It was just a good play up against our call, which apparently just was not a great call. Honestly, Randall probably was the best option. The the So Christian, they had three deep defenders. Christian and Randall ran deep. Two, the two, so the, the guy in the middle has to kind of pick. Guess who he picks? It's Christian. So he gets sandwiched in between. So Randall's got one-on-one, and he gets behind him. Again, nothing super impressive from the Bears. Zach Tom, by the way, a fantastic job. But um, anyways, for whatever reason, the ball isn't, isn't where it's supposed to be. Randall isn't where he's supposed to be. I don't know. But fourth down, didn't get it. Bears get the ball. First play of the next drive, uh, a couple things. Kind of reminds me of the first play of the, of the first throw of the Packers uh, game. Kind of a cluster a little bit. Uh, DeGuara ends up falling to the ground. I don't think it matters. Rodgers wanted to hit Christian deep, and I think he would have had him. But I think, if I had to guess, Christian didn't run the correct route. It's just a guess. I don't know. But he had the guy beat. So essentially, he had he's on the left side, just trying to paint a picture for you. He's running more or less straight down the field. There's a safety, obviously, deep into his right, and a corner to his left. He's beating the corner. So he has a, a corner sort of behind him and to his left and a safety deep into his right. So what would be the best place to run? You sort of run that, I guess you would call it sail route. You, you hook it deep but angle toward the sideline. That way you're staying in front of the corner. You're staying to the left of the safety. That's where Rodgers threw it. That's not where he went. Christian, for some reason, kind of gears down and jumps underneath the corner, sort of like, you know, fly by and uh, top gun. You hit the brake which apparently is a thing in a plane, feels like an unsafe thing in a plane, lets him fly by him, kind of cuts inside like he tries to get to the sideline at a little bit more of a sharp angle, like he's trying to run more of an out route. And as he does that, the ball just kind of sails to where it would have made sense for him to run. So to be clear, this is the second time you can identify probably a Christian Watson issue. And this one's especially frustrating because, again, he had the guy beat. And had he just not tried to do that weird jump to the outside thing or jump to the inside or behind or whatever, and just slowly angled out to the sideline, I'm thinking he would have got there. And that's a big play, real big play. Now, it's entirely possible he was supposed to run an out route and there was an adjustment that should have been made based on leverage or whatever. And so rather than recognizing, hey, this is the situation, so I need to change my route to this, he's like, this stupid slow guy is getting in my way. I need to get behind him and get to my out route real fast. I don't know. But that was the situation. And again, as far as, as... Anybody concerned about the coaching or the play calling being a problem, I can say without a shadow of a doubt, if there was better execution, we would almost never not complete a pass. I've, I've identified, what, one play where I'm like, I don't know where he could have gone there. 
maybe two that I, I, I don't re- I remember one. Next play, um, third and uh, third and eight after a two yard run. It's tough because I'm surprised how long it takes some of these guys. I mean, Lazard is not the fastest in the world, obviously, but it is interesting watching this. It just feels like with every route combination that Lafleur has, there's always an answer for everything, no matter what they're running. Either that or he just knows what they're running. I don't know. But as the play goes on, or starts, I should say, you're looking at it going, man, they got this blocked up real well. And suddenly, Lazard runs across, he just angles across the middle of the field as everybody bites up, and he's running free right behind everybody. The problem is, that was, let me look at my stopwatch here, that was 3.2 seconds by the time he came out of his break, which is kind of crazy. I feel like it shouldn't take that long. He ran, what was it, 10, 15 yards maybe? Yeah, it's about 15 yards. But anyways, as he's coming out of his break, there's pressure. Now, can you be mad at the offensive line? Maybe. But again, 3.2 seconds is kind of a while, and it's not like Rodgers is getting hit. It's just people are starting to get through the line of scrimmage. So was somebody open? I don't know. Everybody's blocked up until, you know, three, three and a half seconds before somebody finally comes open. And by the way, that's when that's when he comes out of his break. He still has to kind of clear out some, get away from some of the defenders. So it's probably pushing three and a half seconds. Anyways, in this case, the thing that, you know, sometimes is a problem, sometimes is great. Same with, again, mobile quarterbacks. Sometimes when you go to your legs, it's great. Sometimes it's like, man, you missed a great opportunity. He bails from the pocket, tries to buy time, hoping somebody can do something. And the same guy, Alan Lazard, comes screaming back to Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers throws it to him, first down. Couple things. (laughs) I, I can't necessarily say anybody was open on this play. And the play was great. Rodgers did a great job, but I, I can't help but nitpick because Christian Watson is at the other side of the field on the 30, <laughs> waving his hand saying, give me the ball. Look, I get it. Get the first down. You don't need to be looking around. You see Lazard come running back to you. Just give it to him. I'm just saying if he would have seen him, man, oh man. Rodgers is at the 20. We're talking he's 50 yards down the field. I don't know how much how much oomph he can give it, especially throwing on the run. I don't know. Maybe he couldn't have gotten it far enough, but... Just thought I'd throw that out there. So kind of nobody was open, but after the play broke down, two guys were open. Rodgers found the one that, you know, the the one that got us the first down. Uh, Lazard, great job coming back to the ball, getting a catch, blah, blah, blah. If you're wondering, by the way, it was Runyon that eventually, that uh, initially gave up the uh, the pressure. Also, since I'm picking on Rodgers a little bit, it was a fantastic throw by him and, and a great catch by, because he, here, here's the thing, that play to Mercedes Lewis where it was off and Mercedes didn't catch it, that was exactly this throw. Rodgers threw it away from him, away from the defender. Lazard laid out and caught it. Mercedes can't do that. Next pass is a wide receiver screen to our running back. Yes, he's open. Yes, he caught it. Next play, third and four. Um, essentially, we got two guys running slant routes and the Chicago Bears are doing what the Packers are famous for. They're standing about five, six, seven, eight yards off, and we only need four. So both of them are wide open. Rodgers just picks one, in this case, Lazard. Uh, is he open? Yes. Did he catch it? Yes. First down. Next play is a pass to Aaron Jones in the flat. Um, I think that was the design all along. Christian Watson is running as fast as he possibly can right down that right sideline. Never looks back. I don't think the ball was ever intended for him. Plus, there's already a guy downfield blocking. So that was the intention all along. Only got two, so so much for that. Next play, it is second and three at the Chicago 13-yard line. The score at this point, by the way, is three to sixteen. And I, I gotta be honest, man, this is this is a head scratcher from an Aaron Rodgers standpoint. Um, they run this play fairly often. They ran it a little bit earlier. Uh, they they tried to get AJ Dillon open, but um, Robert Tunyon kind of went a little bit too deep. And so essentially, you've got the guy to the inside 
running a route that just kind of crashes into the guy, and then the receiver to the outside runs behind him, try to create sort of a bit of a pick play there, so that he can run wide open. They're running that again. Randall Cobb runs, and it's not to say that Randall isn't running a route, obviously, because Rodgers throws to Randall in this situation. But Randall's going to run to the corner of the end zone, and Alan Lazard is going to run right behind him. He's going to basically rub shoulders with him, so that Lazard comes open. Remember, it's second and three from the 13, so we can still pick up a first down here. And this will pick up a first down. Lazard comes underneath him. He's wide open. Rodgers is obviously facing in that direction. He decides to launch it to the corner. He wants Randall Cobb to get it. He wants to just go give him a 50-50 ball. Is he open? Not even close. Not even close. I mean, it's a good enough pass. Ball went where it's supposed to be, but it's just, it's it's super tight coverage. And again, Rodgers is not just doing what the play is designed to do. I'm sure that's an option. And maybe depending on who he was, you know, he's looking at it going, hey, that guy's a scrub and I trust Randall and this is going to be great. I'm going to put the ball there and Randall's going to get there. It's going to be great. Just just throw it to Lazar, dude. And and again, it's not as though he saw it post-snap. Hey, he's open. I'm going to throw it to him. He wasn't open. And Randall actually did a fantastic job because there's so much hand fighting that they basically clotheslined the defender that was supposed to um, be covering Lazar. So it was lights out, man. You throw it to Lazard and... and He's in good shape. And beyond that, even um, Tunyon, the route he's running, he's carrying the safety away. He's kind of making contact with him and pushing him out of the way and running to the outside so that he turns his back there. He's clearing out enough space. I, I tell you what, I don't know that that's not a touchdown. I'll be completely honest with you. In fact, I'm I'm just looking at it now. I'm 75% sure he gets a touchdown. Now, we get a touchdown anyways. This is a fourth down play to Watson drive. But this is a touchdown, 90% sure, to Alan Lazard that he just for some reason launches right over the open guy's head. The play was designed and worked perfectly to the design right over his head to Randall Cobb. Why? Why are you doing that? And and Rodgers does make some kind of a hand signal. I don't know if he's telling Randall, hey, watch out. I mean, they still ran the play, but maybe he's telling him pre-snap, hey, no matter what, I'm going to you. I, I just, I don't, I don't get it. Maybe that's just a signal, hey, pay attention. Even though this route isn't designed to go to you, keep your eyes up. Anyways, the next play that is a pass is uh, the Christian Watson touchdown. Um, Dylan does come open in the flat. Good chance if he throws it to him. If it's a good enough ball so that he can catch it and keep running, it's a first down. Otherwise, he's going to get popped and it's not. Either way, he feels pressure over by Zach Tom and decides to break the pocket. Excuse me, steps up in the pocket, which I appreciate that. Doesn't run away, just moves up a little bit. Good to go. Go figure. He's fine. Just step up. You're all good. Unfortunately, at that point, Dylan is no longer open. Nobody else is open. We got whoever this is being double teamed. So we got Dylan one-on-one. We got uh, Tunyon, it looks like over there is a one-on-one. Excuse me, is double teamed in the corner of the end zone. And I'm going to presume this is Lazard, I don't know, is also double teamed. So this was either Christian Watson gets open or nobody does. Sure enough, Christian Watson gets open. So ultimately, this was, this was great, right? There was maybe an early option. Rodgers wasn't looking that way and there was pressure. Rather than bailing out of the pocket, though, he steps up. As he steps up, the guys continue to block. All is well. Christian Watson comes open. He delivers a perfect pass. Christian Watson catches it. Boom goes the dynamite. Was somebody open? Yes. Dylan early, and then uh, Watson won later. Anyways, uh, after that, it's halftime. Packers get the ball first uh, after half. They run the ball twice. This was that weird thing where A.J. Dillon actually wasn't down and got a first down. They said he was down. It was stupid. Anyways, Aaron Rodgers pass incomplete intended for Alan Lazard. This one, um, this one you could borderline say nobody was open. 
Lazard did do a fantastic job. It looks like just making an adjustment and saying, I'm just going to bail over to this corner. Um, he does beat the guy. Looks like Rodgers missed him, slash, might have been some more hand fighting going on. Either way, the ball was too far. By the way, by the way, by the way, you want to talk about hand fighting, Randall Cobb at the bottom is trying to do stuff, and he's just getting grab, grab, grab. I mean, look, it was a g- great game plan for the Bears defense to say just grab him, because apparently this this uh, referee group just has no issue with him. But either he got grabbed or Rodgers just missed him, or a combination of both, I don't know. Anyways, the next drive starts at first and 15 because the first play was a Yash Nyman false start. You got to have one of those a game or a hold or whatever. But this series is incomplete, incomplete, and then 10 yard pass, punt. Uh, the first play, were there guys open? Yes, there were. A.J. Dillon was open. Randall Cobb was open. Let me just go back and see if there's anybody else. Um, yep, Tunyon was open. Maybe even could have hit Christian down the field. Uh, either way, throws it to Randall Cobb, hits him in the chest, and he drops it. Execution, man. Next play, he's got DeGuara. DeGuara's open. He throws it to DeGuara, hits the ground. Execution. Also could have hit Randall Cobb on that play, a little bit deeper, but you had a drop and a bad pass that leads to uh, third and 15. On that third and 15 play, they the, the Bears had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven guys deep. We had three. So the guys that were really deep, um, as you can imagine, were not open. And so there was a lot of space for the underneath guys. And again, he throws it to uh, Tunyon, who gets 10 yards uh, when he needs 15. First of all, before I get nitpicky, not getting 15 yards on third and 15 is kind of the expectation. When they can gift you 10 yards, you're, a, you're in a tough spot. I will say, if we'd have gone the other way, two guys open short, uh, go to Dylan. I think there was more space and he could have got it. But whatever, doesn't matter. He was looking to his left, left side of the field, so he dumps it down to Tunyon. Tunyon gives it the old college try, but can't get there. And punt. The next series, after the Bears get a field goal and go up uh, 19-10, to 10, Packers start off with two run plays to Dillon for a total of three yards. That puts us in third and seven. Aaron Rodgers pass complete short left to Christian Watson for 15 yards. I don't even need to watch it to know that somebody was open, but let's watch it anyways. Yeah, and this, this defensive call is just absurd because Watson kind of just runs down the left sideline and stands there, and um, there's nobody there. Was anybody else open? Doesn't look like it, but one guy was open for 15 yards. I'll take it. Next play, Rodgers takes a deep shot down the left sideline to Christian Watson. The ball is fortunately underthrown so much that Watson needs to slow down, and the defender runs through him. I don't know why um, quarterbacks don't do that more often. It seems obvious. And as a wide receiver, you can just say that that's that's the thing. Like I'm gonna basically throw like a back shoulder, and all I need you to do is like slow down and plant your feet and let him kind of run through you and then fall backwards and be like, hey, hey, what the heck, man? Automatic. Seems kind of like a silly rule to me, honestly, because I, I don't know why you couldn't practice that and get it almost every time. But anyways, it was underthrown, and he tries to come back to it, and the defender runs into him, and it's a penalty, 38-yard penalty at that. Was anybody open? Yes. Watson did have the guy beat. The only reason it was pass interference is because, again, he had to slow down. Uh, also, if they were interested, Aaron Jones was open underneath. Not by much, but he was there. It was an option. Next play is a pass play. They're trying to run a boot to the right side. Um, defensive holding on Jalen Johnson, I think, is why Randall Cobb ended up on the ground. I think this is the second time in this game he's fallen down, probably both times due to a defender. This time they get called for holding on that. Also, maybe a tight window throw to Watson. I don't really know. But technically nobody was open, I guess you could say. Although, again, the intended target ended up on the ground. So, I don't know. Call that whatever you want. Anyways, after that play, A.J. Dillon rumbles for a 21-yard touchdown. 
The Bears drive ends in a blocked field goal by Dean Lowry. Packers start off with a four-yard run by Dillon, followed by an eight-yard pass to Lazard. Was anybody open? Obviously, Lazard was also Christian Watson. Wow. Could have hit him down the field also, but whatever. I'm not going to be mad at seeing a first down taking a first down, because the last thing I want is 2019 Aaron Rodgers, where there's a guy sitting there, especially for a first down, and he's like, let me just take a peek, though, down the field. I don't want that. Somebody's open for a first down, and you see him, just go ahead and throw it. But yes, could have hit Watson down the right sideline at about the 50-yard line. For reference, though, Lazard caught this at the 40, so it's an additional 10 yards. I don't need the 10 yards, just get the first down. Next pass play um, is one of the few where nobody's really open. Um, I don't understand this general concept. I mean, I guess I do. We've, we've caught some passes with it, but the general idea is they're in zone. Go just go sit in those open zones. They're really not open zones, though, in, in this particular instance. Um, you've got three guys, looks like Lazard and somebody and Watson, all just kind of sitting nobody's open, right? They're, they're, they go to their spot, they sit there, and they're like, yeah, there's a lot of guys real close to me, this ain't going to work. However, Dylan is open in the flat. Uh, you got somebody, can't see who it is, working down the right sideline. Lazard and um, Watson decide to try to find some space. So we've got one guy open in the flat, Dylan. Lazard is sitting there, and there's a lot of people there, but all, he realizes over my right shoulder, there's nobody. A lot of green grass. So he just starts angling in that direction. Rogers decides to break the pocket. He runs over to his left. To his left is where A.J. Dillon is and Alan Lazard are. I don't exactly understand why he wouldn't throw it to Lazard. I guess it's possible he didn't see him, although he's looking that exact direction. Anyways, he throws it to Dillon underneath. Dillon still gets 11 yards, so that's fine. It's just, it seems odd. You got a receiver wide open, standing at about the uh, Bears' 35-yard line, and you throw it to Dillon on our about 48-yard line. But Dylan was still able to get a bunch of yards after the catch, so he got almost to the 40, uh, the Bears 40. But again, it's sort of a, there was a better opportunity there, and it seems like it was right in your line of sight. I don't know how tunnel vision you get in those, in those football games with those helmets on. Maybe that helmet's a little tight around the peripheral vision. I don't know. But again, not going to be upset about a first down 11 yards to A.J. Dillon. And again, were there guys open? Yes, we caught an 11-yard pass. Next play is the play that he launches over Randall Cobb's head. Um, nobody else was open, so he threw it to the correct guy. But the, the, the benefit of nobody else being open is that everybody bailed so deep to cover Watson and whoever else was over in that direction that it gave just a ton of space. Randall Cobb is standing at about the 29-ish, 28-ish yard line. The nearest defender is standing on the 17-yard line. So guaranteed he gets at least to the 20-yard line. But again, Rodgers just kind of launches it straight over his head so don't need to super diagnose that one did we have somebody open though yes next play on second and 10 Aaron Rodgers complete short right to some uh short middle to Samori Ture for seven yards and this one I like because Samori is just going to run a quick curl route Rodgers is looking and it's like if he's open I'm just going to throw it it's pretty tight but there's enough space for me to fit a ball in there he doesn't wait to find out if Tunyon's going to win down the sideline because duh He's not going to come off it and check to the right side to see if Randall Cobb and Sammy Watkins are open. This play was doomed to fail, by the way. No offense, but Randall Cobb, Sammy Watkins, Robert Tunyon, and Samori Ture. So, yeah, if, if, if Ture has even an inch of space open on this, just please throw it. If we can just get a completion on this play, it'll be a miracle. But that sets up uh, third and three. A.J. Dillon gets six for a first down. Aaron Jones gets seven. Aaron Jones loses two. That sets up third and five from the Chicago 14. 
Um, A.J. Dillon is open on the left-hand side. He's open a little short of the sticks. Rodgers decides to take a shot with uh, Robert Tunyon. And I, I tell you what, if, if, and again, I don't know what the progressions are. As soon as the ball snapped, Rodgers' head goes left. But he comes off of that in, in literally 0.2 seconds. So it's almost like I'm going to do my due diligence and look there, but I'm not really going to look there. Immediately his head goes to Tunyon. And, and, and listen, it's, it makes sense based on the defense and everything, but Tunyon just doesn't have what it takes to, to get there. The linebacker made up the ground and it just it, it wasn't going to work. But if Rodgers had just thrown to Dylan as soon as he came out of his break and, and ran his little hook, he's basically standing at the sticks. He needed to get to the nine, he's straddling the 10-yard line, meaning his left foot is basically on the nine-yard line. The closest defender is at the five. So even if he can close those five yards, which he probably can, Dylan can fall forward for an inch. So that's where the ball needed to go. And the crazier thing is, as the play is set up, he's given him that cushion right out of the gate. So I, I don't know, but if it's me, I'm looking, and I'm Rodgers, and I'm saying that, def- I've got a, a receiver on the edge who's going to go to the 10 and stop. The defender's at the 6. Feels to me like he's given us a lot of cushion, and that's where we're going to take advantage of cushion, right there. And to be honest, again, I don't know the progressions. I'm 90% sure that's what he was supposed to do. How do I know? Because they put Christian Watson to that side. Christian Watson uses his speed to run between both defenders trying to pull them away. So you're trying to pull the two defenders away. One of them is already deep. And then the guy that's standing there is the strongest offensive player you have on the team to try to push forward. You're telling me that wasn't where the ball is supposed to go because that makes a lot of sense what's going on on the left side of the field. He doesn't even look. Again, his head goes there first, but after one second says, eh, screw that. They, they haven't even, I mean, Dylan has to run four yards and then turn around. Dylan has taken two steps. By the time Rodgers comes off it and goes right to Tunyon. And he sits there and he waits and he waits and he waits and then he launches it and it doesn't get there. I'm just saying. I know there's, there's more than one option on this play. But I'm also pretty sure the, the design of it is to go to Dylan here. And it, again, it worked. Everything you wanted to have happen, happened. That's the second time a spammer has called me. Get out of here. Now they're leaving me messages. So I got to go through 45 minutes of... I should just turn off my uh, voicemail takes so long to get through all the first save message from two five four three seven six. like dude i just play the freaking thing anyways did we have a guy open yes why didn't he catch it because rogers didn't throw to him anyways packers kick a field goal the score is now um 20 to 19 packers take the lead uh bears get the fee- get the ball drive down the field pick by uh jair alexander <clears throat> First play is a big play um, to Christian Watson, 19 yards. And I'll be honest, I'm going to nitpick Rodgers again a little bit. Here, here's the issue. Two issues. Number one, he's lucky that Watson came open. The reason being, he predetermined again he's going to Watson. How do I know? Because as the play develops, Randall Cobb comes out of his break first. Randall Cobb is wide open. He's wide open for Dave. Coming, he's running the exact same route as Watson. He just does it earlier and shallower. And by shallower, I mean about three yards shallower. Randall Cobb catches this. He's taken off and running for who knows how long. I'm not positive he doesn't just go all the way. Because literally, there's nobody to the other side of the field aside from the deep middle safety. Lazard also comes free up the left sideline. But Rodgers is going to wait and wait and wait for Christian to come out of his break. That's problem number one. Problem number two is that he really, really throws a bad pass. Watson does come open across the middle, and had he thrown a better ball, he could have maybe been a little bit more off to the races, but Watson has to 
jump and spin backwards to catch it. And by the time he lands and turns back the way he's supposed to go and starts running, the defenders are able to bring him down. Now, it's a 19-yard pass, but I'm promising you if, if he would have just thrown it to Randall Cobb, who was open five seconds, exaggeration, five seconds before Rand, uh, Christian was, and is running wide open to an area of the field where there's nobody, he's already passed the safety. That's the thing with Christian. If it was a better ball, the corner wouldn't have caught him, but the safety might have. The safety is not going to catch Randall because he's already passed the safety. So he chose not to throw to Randall. He should have. He chose not to throw to uh, Lazard. Probably should have. He's waiting and waiting and staring down Christian. Christian does come open and he throws a bad pass to Christian. I don't know how much credit I can give Rodgers on that. I mean, it's it's a combination of, it's mostly Matt LaFleur. He got three guys open on that play. It's credit to the receivers for getting open. I don't think I can give Rodgers credit on any of that. Anyways, A.J. Dillon runs for three yards, followed by Christian Watson's 46-yard touchdown, which I'm, I was super stoked about when it happened for a lot of reasons, but one of the biggest reasons I was excited about it is because I called this out. Not that they were necessarily going to score a touchdown, but I said the Packers are setting this up. They got Christian coming across the formation, coming across the formation, coming across the formation, and they don't give it to him. And the point is, they're keeping you honest because eventually we're going to go to him. And if you're smart and you're a defender, you always assume it's going to go to Christian because the one time you don't, that happens. Sure enough, we give it to him and the Bears are just standing there. Anyways, then we go for two points. Was anybody open? Yes. Matt LaFleur called a very, very good play. Got Mercedes Lewis wide open in the end zone. Also had Lazard in the back of the end zone with his hand up and probably could have hit Christian in a pin. So that's it. That's that's the whole game. What did I, what was it? Three times? Four times? May, at, at absolute maximum was four times I said, I don't know where to go. I'm, I'm, I remember probably, probably two. I, if, official number, let's say it's three. If you had a perfect offense, and I'm not talking elite talent. I'm just talking about guys that always run the wrong, uh, the right route an offensive line that can always block for at least, let's say, two and a half seconds, a quarterback that always knows where to look, always throws to the right guy, and always throws an accurate pass, at most, there's three incompletions in this game. Did I do this whole thing just to disprove Bears fans that their defense did a great job? Not really. It was more about uh, wanting to make sure that our receivers weren't actually not able to get open, and there's some kind of a serious systemic problem that we need to worry about in the future. But does it help? to know that the Bears' defense didn't really do much. And by the way, to, to whatever extent that they did do something, zero of it had to do with their athleticism and their, and their ability in terms of the players did a great job. No, if anything, it was, it was Eberflus in, in that defense calling good plays at the right time. It was always zone. And if it was man and your guys were winning, they were winning in, the, in, in, the, in tug of war. It's the only thing your defenders won. Anyways, we've gone long enough. Point landed. I'm out of here. You guys have yourselves a great day. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye-bye.